Blog Talk Radio. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight for this Sunday, August 29th. We are grateful and thankful to have you here on the show with us tonight. Just a reminder, if you have a comment or question for one of us or for our guest tonight, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. I'm going to turn it over to Ms. Denise here so she can greet you guys as well. Good evening, and welcome to Beauty Talk, and welcome to the Beauty News. Uh, Thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening uh, week after week. We want to thank our listeners all over the world for joining us live as well as on the playback. So, again, thank you all for um, listening tonight. On the chat, we will be using the hashtag Beauty Talk. Again, you can uh, join me on Twitter using the hashtag Beauty Talk. And um, our handle is beauty underscore talk. And just pretty briefly, I've been bringing you um, information, a little information that they've given so far. Again, it's taking place January 8th through the 9th of 2022. And it will be held at the Pasadena Convention Center uh, in Pasadena, California. Um, so far, as of now, once again, there's no information on um, a schedule of classes for Saturday and Sunday. Normally, this is a three-day event with um, Friday being a pro night where all pros are welcome to come um, and have like an abbreviated uh, show where they can come and take advantage of the vendors, um, you know, all there by themselves and no, um, <clears throat> you know, no one other than pro uh, members can join. But this year, uh, next year, rather, they're only having Saturday and Sunday, January 8th through 9th, uh, for classes and vendors all um, on those two days. So, so far, again, no information on classes, anything like that. Um, the Platinum sponsor is Omnia. Um, some of the exhibitors will be Ardell, Enzo Milano, Pacific Instruments, um, Talis, Rude Makeup, Grex, Hank and Henry, Krylin, Suva, Sean Richards, uh, Cinema Secrets, uh, Delium Tools, just to name a few of the exhibitors. And once we get more um, information on um, a complete list of exhibitors and a complete list and details on speakers, we will definitely um, 
share that with you. But as of right now, there is nothing. I think tickets are on sale. Um, I do know so far um, Sam Fine will be there. Mimi Choi will be there. Um, Love Larson will be there. Kevin Yeager. Um, Eva Von Barr. Um, Donald Mowat. Uh, Mark Coulier will be there as well. That's all I know for now. Um, I'm sure the list is going to be longer, but as of right now, those are the only details. I wish normally they would have um, not necessarily all the details on all the classes, but as of right now, normally they would have, like, you know, more vendors, things like that. But with this past year, the way things have been going with COVID and not really having live shows, it's just strange to see things moving along a little slower. Um, but I'm sure, you know, by, um, I would say, late October, there should be definitely more um, more detailed uh, information on, um, on SLA. But that's it for now for that. Really quickly, the Potter Group has a new uh, career and business development program coming up uh, starting September 1st through Thursday, September 30th, their 30-day career challenge. Uh, this program is led by the Potter Group founder, Michael Javellis, and is only being offered um, to the Potter Group Pro members at their pandemic-friendly rate of only $90. So this program is only open to Potter Group members. Um, so the Potter Group, and they're keeping the community in mind and thinking about the future and moving forward in their career development like never before. Over the past year, they have had to adjust their planning and goals to meet the ever-changing landscape of the professional makeup and beauty industry. Um, one of the best ways to, to ensure um, they are ready for what comes next is to hold, them, hold themselves a powder group and their planning to a higher level of accountability and to make sure that they're making constant movement um, in development. So with that goal in mind, they're pleased to offer a first-ever program designed to get working on your development and growth every day. Their 30-day career challenge will launch on September 1st with an online session that will explain their process and how they will move uh, forward through the 30 days of the challenge. So, again, if you're interested in that, um, the schedule is Wednesday, September 1st. The program will kick off online at 12 p.m. <clears throat> excuse me, to 12 p.m. to 12.30 p.m., and it will go um, to Thursday, September 30th with their closing session. Um, at 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on that day. Um, the daily task will be communicated by email each morning. Again, this is for the Power Group members only, and it's at a $90 rate. You can register by going to thepowdergroup.com. All right, and I just want uh, to remind people that the first trade show you were talking about was IMAT. Um, you were going in and out a little bit, and I couldn't hear. Um, I couldn't hear the name of the show. Oh, sorry about that. Yes, all right. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, again, like I said earlier, if you have a comment or a question for tonight's show, please give us a call at nine one four eight zero three. Four three nine nine. I'm excited to bring our guest on tonight. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna do an introduction. I'm just gonna let her 
introduce herself, but we have Ms. Jamea Moore on the line, and I'm going to bring her on right now. Hello. Hi, ladies. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Hey. How, How are, are you? <laughs> I pronounced your name right, oh, right? Great. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Good. I, I always want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> Welcome, Jamea, yeah. to the show. We're glad to have you on, Miss Busy Lady. Um, why don't we just just start from the very, 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 very beginning? Introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell them a little bit about um, who you are, how you got started in be- in beauty, and pretty much bring us up to speed as to where you are right now. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, my name is Jamea Moore. I am a now retired makeup artist, I, <laughs> and um, I'll go back to the beginning. I am from Baltimore, Maryland. I still currently live here, and I still work in the Baltimore, D.C. region. Um, I got into the beauty industry in 2007. I'm coming from corporate, so I used to work in finance. I was an analyst mm-hmm. at Morgan Stanley, um, and then I used to work at Mac part-time, and I transitioned from part-time to um, full-time makeup artistry in 2010, so I completely left corporate, um, started freelancing, and then from 2010 until most recently, 2019-2020, I was just a full-time freelancer working on a variety of projects from um, I worked on TV and film, worked with a bunch of politicians, um, worked with a lot of private clients in the area, commercials, weddings, just doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019, I decided that I was ready to enter the permanent makeup industry, and um, I went to California. I took a training, and I started my permanent makeup business with brows in December of 2019. Shortly after we shut down for COVID-19, what, March of 2020, so after mm-hmm. four months of me starting a new business, um, <laughs> we were shut down. Um, so I was home for about three months, and um, I came back to work in June of 2020, and I have been super, super busy doing permanent brows, well, semi-permanent brows since then. Um, my books are generally booked for, like, I'm booked already for September. I open up my October schedule for September 1st. So um, I completely pivoted. I still do makeup. That's why I'm kind mm-hmm. of semi-retired. I still do makeup for, like, three of my larger clients, but mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really do, per, I mean, personal clients anymore, no more weddings. None of that. It, yeah. I have, like, two government clients wow. that I work with. Um, that's it. Yeah. So that's okay. where I'm that, at now. That, <laughs> that, said um, that, last, that last said it all. It was like, God, you got a weird sense of humor when you talked Listen. about, you know, once you had started your permanent makeup business, then all of a sudden the shutdown came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah. I didn't anticipate leaving makeup the way I did. And it's the cra- the timing was perfect because in the D.C. area, I mean, all of the makeup artists, and people are working now, but a lot of the girls that work for the network or who was working on commercials or had things booked, I mean, they, I know people who still haven't gone back to work 
at the same speed that they were before. So it completely mm-hmm. re I mean, it shredded the industry in our area because a lot of what we do here is commercial and political. It's T V. Yes. With commercial work. Yes. Um mm-hmm. and corporate work. So I mean it yeah. he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Yes. I'll say that. Yes. And I'm glad that I trusted the process. And I stuck with mm-hmm. it. But, I mean, even me not doing makeup has been a blessing because I've been able to shift some of the phone calls that I get, some of the jobs that I get to my colleagues who are not working yeah. as much, nice. who are getting nice. see. So instead of people always ask, they're like, you can do it all. Why don't you try to do it all? No, I can't do it all. I'm just one person. I think that's greed when you try to do everything. Mm-hmm. I already have a more, like exactly. my brow business is overflowing. And so for me to try to squeeze makeup in there, it would be too much. So I feel like mm-hmm. I'm helping someone else out by, you know, spreading the yeah. love and blessing them with the jobs that I can't do yeah. or don't want to do. And that's, and, that's, and, that's so, and that's so, so smart, too, because just realizing now that you, you can't do it all. And like you said, your business is overflowing, yeah. and I'm so happy for you for that mm-hmm. and and. I, I just hope it and hope it continues and continues and oh. and you know it, it continues to to be fruitful for you for a long long yes. long long time. Thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate you're welcome. It. <laughs> you know, you're welcome. You're welcome. Really so listening, I just wanted to say, like listening to you, you know, in your introduction, you know, talking about coming from corporate, it's very, we have very similar stories. Both my sister and I yes. came from corporate. Um, you were talking about freelancing at Mac, you know, while we were working still our corporate jobs, we were yes. freelancing, doing weddings and photo shoots and, you know, just like you said, everything. Um, that finance experience, that you gained while you were in the corporate arena, how has it helped you in the beauty industry as a business oh. mm. Coming from finance and corporate, it has helped me tremendously because all of the years that I worked as a makeup artist, I always filed my taxes, and I set my business up properly. So my business always had the proper foundation. Um, I know people who have not done that, and I'm so grateful that I did it um, because it has helped me build my business credit. It's helped me understand, you know, setting up a self-employed IRA. It has really helped me prepare for my future. Uh, There was years when I wasn't able to do certain things as far as, you know, my business credit or, you know, having savings, but when I started making a certain amount of money, I knew what to do with it. And and I knew who to go to. I knew the resources that I needed to tap into to help me. And I think that really does come from corporate. So especially like now, I have a bookkeeper. I have my accountant. I don't even touch that stuff. We talk. I have talked. I I mean, I call them. We talk about things on the phone, talk about big purchases. I'm making how I have a tax strategy in place. But if I did not come from corporate, honestly, I don't think that those things would have helped me where I'm at now. And another thing that helped me from corporate is understanding customer service. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Understanding customer service and having a certain level of decorum when you're on set and when you're dealing with Mm -hmm. um, more 
higher end clients or more celebrity clients, you know certain things not the what to say, not to say, you know how to show up on a job, um, even when it comes to enforcing contracts and having certain verbiage when you're sending out emails and, you know, doing your invoicing, things like that. A lot of me understanding those things and picking those things up quickly came from me working in a corporate background. So they nice. were not foreign to me. I just had to learn how to implement that stuff into my business. Um, and even understanding having a good online presence came from me being in corporate, knowing that things need to be unified. You need to show up online a certain way. Um, you have to be a brand authority because I, luckily I've always worked for bigger companies. So I kind of mm-hmm. put those things with me into business, into beauty. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What kind yeah. of advice would you give to other beauty professionals who, who want to open up their, you know, sal- hair salons or spas or st- makeup studios? What kind of advice would you give them if they don't have that corporate brand background? They don't have anything to draw from. What would you what would you say to them so that they could kind of um, benefit from your advice and it would help them along the way, you know, with their businesses? Honestly, I think you need to talk to other owners, other entrepreneurs who are in the same industry. You need to talk to other salon owners. You need to talk to other spa owners. You need to get hooked up, maybe get a mentor. Um, on that end because you need to understand the industry from that perspective. You know, when you're freelancing, you're out here, you're by yourself, it's different than when you're working in a a set place or even as an owner. So you really need to have a good community of people that you can go to and ask for help. But another thing is maybe try to get into a business program, an entrepreneurship program. I was in a business accelerator in 2018. So I did a mm-hmm. it was a ten week accelerator. Um, it's called BCAN, and it was a partnership with MICA, which is Maryland Institute College of Art, and with um, another organization. And they helped you to understand how to scale your business, so you understood how to pitch your business and how to set your business up, and you understood financial planning and projections and things. So that helped me a lot too. A lot of urban areas have programs similar to that that you could tap into. Um, like Goldman Sachs has a Goldman Sachs 10K program, and it can help you build your business um, and set it up so that you can scale it. So really start, like, reaching out to the Small Business Association or, like, your local chamber of commerce or, you know, like your local, just any business resources that are ran by the city, state, they can help you out a lot and kind of direct you as far as that. Um, really, and talk to a lawyer, talk to your lawyer, talk to an accountant. Like, if you don't have one, ask people that are in the industry who have one. It's important to set yourself up properly. Like, have your foundations in place before you even start talking about doing hair or doing brows or doing business. Like, you need your foundation has to be, like, in place. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I think it's so very I'll tell you important. Guys, I'll tell you guys what happened with me, right? I wanted to do brows, and I did my research when it came to licensing. And I could, it was a part that I just couldn't wrap my head around. And I have um, a colleague of mine, 
and I reached out to her because she has her her makeup studio is licensed to do brows in Baltimore City. And I called uh-huh. her and I asked her, did she have any advice on, you know, how hard was the process? Was it very tedious? What did they look for? What did you have to do? And she told me her experience. And her experience kind of deterred me from wanting to open my studio in the city because of what she mm-hmm. had to go through. I knew I didn't want to go through that, so I opened my, my studio in, the count, in Baltimore County because they have different licensing regulations. So if oh, wow. I didn't talk to her and get her, yeah, it's, it's real. And if I didn't talk to her and kind of get her firsthand experience, I, I didn't know anyone else who was licensed to do it in the city. She was the only one, but I knew her, and I was able to reach out to her. So that's why I say it's important to talk to people who are doing what you do or who do what you want to do to kind of get that mm-hmm. firsthand that firsthand knowledge. Not to say let them deter you because everyone has a different experience, but take it and internalize it, see how it can fit for your business. Right. Like make some notes. Nice. Make some (laughs) notes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) While you're asking all the questions, take some notes. (laughs) Yeah, take some notes and talk to a few different people. Because I I also called someone else who has a salon, and I asked, like, two other stylists, how do you um, do do commission or do you do booth rent? Have you Mm -hmm. tried it? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? What's the pros and cons of it? Two different salon owners gave me two different opinions on it. I took it. I made my notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you got to talk to right. people. You have to. You can't do it by yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. I mean, those those are good things for business owners to pay attention to. Um, and don't be afraid to ask. You know, I mean. No. Worst case scenario, they won't share, but I very seriously, I mean, you know, I, I, there are people who are out there that's willing to share, even even yeah. ones who are doing it that don't know you, you know. At exactly. least that's been my experience. Yeah. No, my, I, I think I talked to y'all, you know what I mean? I, I Before yeah. transitioning to permanent makeup, I was interested in going into the union as a makeup artist. And I had talked to different mm-hmm. union artists, and I also know people who wanted to be in the union and I knew people who were in the union. And so mm-hmm. I'm listening to, you know, I'm getting all of this advice and whatnot. But ultimately, my, this, I, the way my life is, I don't think, I, I didn't think that I was going to be good for union. So I appreciated working on the jobs that I had and in the certain, like, I appreciate working on my TV shows and some of the commercials I did as a non-union artist. But it's weird because I I transitioned to a whole nother industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still in beauty, but I'm doing something <laughs> different. And it, it's so crazy to me. But if I didn't talk to different people and kind of, you know, find out about the working conditions, about the requirements, about what you had to do, you know what I mean? I would have been one of those people for 10 years saying, oh, I want to be union, I want to be union. And you don't even know what you're getting into. So you need to talk mm-hmm. to me. Absolutely. So I appreciate y'all. <laughs> well, I appreciate y'all. <laughs> let's, let's turn away from business a little bit and switch over to um, these brows. For a ah. minute there, I was, I was a little confused because I would always, because microblading was becoming popular. And then I started seeing these ombre brows. And so I was confused because, I didn't know 
I kind of at one point lumped it all together. Can you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about the similarities and differences between the two? What is it? What are they? Oh, okay. So like you guys, in the beginning, and, and a lot of people are confused. When they just say microblading, they think it's all the same thing. It's all permanent. It's a part of permanent permanent makeup. Um, mm-hmm. I got into it because I got my brows microbladed in 2017. And so microblading is <laughs> it used, the technique uses a pen-like device that mimics a small, I like to call it like a small pen, but instead of having a point at the end, it has like 18 different razors, 18 different sharp points. And the technician hmm. uses those points to create almost a brow hair stroke. So they're cutting the skin to mimic your brow hairs. So microblading looks like hairs. It, it looks like little hairs in the skin. Mm-hmm. Microblading is great for clients who have brows already, but they might have spots. They might have areas that are sparse. Yeah. It might not mm-hmm. be full all the way. Um, and it's better for clients who have dry skin, like normal to dry skin, right? Those clients okay. are the best. They might retain the color the best. But it gives you a very natural look. So if it's done properly, you should not know that that person has any type of, you know, permanent makeup. You would just assume that that's their brow. Um, micro-shading, micro-shading is done with a machine, similar to a rotary tattoo machine. We use some of the same machines as tattoo artists. And it's a disposable um, needle that's on it, and it has a one. It has a teeny teeny dot on it, and what is one one dot? And what happens is the artist will shade in the shape on the client, and it's all these little tiny pixels. And when the pixels heal, they heal to a powdery finish. So micro shading mimics the look of a brow pencil or brow powder. So it's going to give you a fuller, more saturated look. And it's great for clients with all skins. You can have oily, dry, combo, whatever. I mean, micro shading is going to give you a fuller brow look. So if I have clients who wear makeup every day, they wear brow pencil every day. Micro shading gives them a similar look. Whereas clients who are who are great clients for microblading, they want something a little bit more softer, a little bit more natural. And it looks like hair. It looks like hair strokes. So that's the difference. One looks like brow pencil, one looks like hair strokes. <laughs> one looks like brow pencil, one looks like hair strokes. Yeah. Okay. One is like your makeup look and the other one is I you know, I have hairs. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. It, gotcha. Yeah. So now it's a new, a newer technique. It's called nano strokes. <laughs> so <laughs> artists are creating the look of microblading instead of using a manual tool to create the hairs. They're using the same needle that we use for uh, micro shading to create hair strokes. And so people are saying mm-hmm. that it's great for, for clients with oily skin. They're retaining the color longer. It looks crisp. It heals well. So yeah, that's something I haven't trained on yet, but it looks really nice, though. Some of the heal results look really good. Thank you. Nice. 
Can you can you tell us what what should every what should everyone know about semi permanent permanent makeup? Are there things that we sh- we just should know before we decide to do something like that? What is it that we should know yeah. about it? First thing, it is semi-permanent. They say permanent, but it is semi-permanent. It is not like, and we'll say tattooing, but it is not like a traditional tattoo. It only goes to the top layer of your skin, which means that over time, the color is going to fade. If you're in, if you're in the sun a lot, or if you use chemical exfoliants like glycolic acid on your face or on your brows those things will lighten the brow color that you have. Um, the pigments that we use are they're designed to stay over time. They are cosmetic pigments. They are not permanent ink that's used in tattoo. Um, another thing is, it's, so it's designed to fade. A lot of people think that it's going to stay as dark and as saturated as when you first got them done, um, like a year later. Over the course of a year, your brows are the your brows are gonna fade, and so that's how come you have to go back and get annual touch ups. Um, so we'll say that the color can last one to three years, but I encourage my clients to get annual touch ups. Now some clients don't need an annual touch up. Some clients need a touch up at like eighteen months, but we try to boost the refresh the color so that it still looks nice and fresh. Um, another mm-hmm. thing is, it's a lot of health. There's a lot of health conditions that will disqualify you from getting the service. So hmm. if you have, um, yes, if you are diabetic, if you are pregnant, if you are breastfeeding, if you have certain skin conditions, um, like or if you have moles or skin tags in your brow area, you are disqualified as candidate. Not suitable for you. Um, some people who have, oh, if you are dealing with cancer, like if you're actively in chemo and radiation, you cannot get the service. You have to wait until you're finished with your treatments to get the service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it goes it, it goes much deeper than just cosmetics. Um, right. Yeah. So it yeah, I, and it can be it can be uncomfortable. It is not painless. It can be uh, it can be, it can have moments when it's uncomfortable. We use numbing creams and gels to minimize the discomfort, but it may, everyone has a different pain tolerance. So one client can say they didn't feel anything, and another client can say I felt everything. And it's oh wow. Most of my clients don't, but I do have some clients who are harder at um, numbing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those are big things. So you have mm-hmm. to make sure you're a great candidate for it. Yeah. Have to, because it have to be on, and you have to be honest with your artist about your health history and what's going on. Because unlike makeup, we are going under the skin. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Your body chemistry plays a lot in how you heal and how this turns out, and if you have a good um, procedure. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh no. Yeah, it's, wow. it's way more scientific. <laughs> It's way more scientific than it is um, beauty, honestly. It's very technical. It's very scientific. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. But I tell you and what, those, those brows be looking great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Another thing is, the, one of the biggest things is um, the shape 
of your brows is not determined by how you draw them on. A lot of things um, like your your brow muscles, your brow bone, your hair flow, all those things, your skin type, all those things determine how your ombre brows are going to turn out. Gotcha. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's a lot. <laughs> it is. It, no, it's intense. I can't tell you. It's intense. So, so what are some of the services that you offer? I mean, right is now, it just... I'm... So, I'll tell you, I primarily offer the micro-shading. I mm-hmm. offer the tattoo removal because I have I have clients that want to get their brows covered up. So they may have gotten a, a traditional brow tattoo maybe 10 years ago, and now they mm-hmm. don't like it, they hate the shape, and they want new brows. Or let's say they went mm-hmm. to someone and they had microblading done or they had shading done and they don't like the shape, they want to change it. Um, sometimes I'm not able to just cover up that shape. Sometimes it uh, or correct the shape. Sometimes we need to lighten that color or we need to remove that prior work done. So I offer saline tattoo removal. And I'm also starting my 3D areola tattoos within like the next few weeks. So the 3D areola tattoos are for women who have suffered breast cancer or who are breast cancer survivors and now they've gone through, they've had a mastectomy done and they have implants in. Um, sometimes after they get those implants in, they don't have a nipple anymore. They don't have an areola. The doctors remove that, that skin. Um, and so you you have to tattoo it back on, and it's a 3D tattoo. Mm. So that's coming next. The tattoo removal service that you offer, it's basically for, like, maybe the tattooed brows. It's not also removing traditional tattoos. No. I have removed a small tattoo. I have a client who has a small tattoo on her thigh. I mean, a small, it's like the size of a nickel. And mm-hmm. we removed that. So you can remove okay. traditional tattoos with it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. And that can take several sessions. It's never just a one and done. Um, you have mm-hmm. to go back multiple times. So what happens is the saline, the solution that we use, it will keep pulling up that old pigment and it rises closer and closer to the top of the skin and it kind of like flakes away and slugs, it sloughs away um, over time. Mm-hmm. So it can take multiple sessions. I mean, it could take anywhere from three to five sessions or maybe more to lighten up that color. Um, I have some clients who do a combination of saline tattoo removal, and they'll do laser tattoo removal. I don't offer laser. You have to be a licensed professional, like a nurse, a RN, to do um, laser removal services. So I only do the saline tattoo removal. Gotcha. Wow. Now, Jermaine, if you don't mind sharing with us, what is the financial commitment for your number about? (laughs) Okay. I'll give you guys a break, a quick breakdown. I'm sure I've invested close to 15000 in training, supplies, travel. All of the training classes mm-hmm. I've taken, with the exception of one, were out of town. So my initial class was close to $3,000, and I flew to California and stayed for four days. 
for that course. Um, my next class was, was a one-day refresher class that was like $1,000. Then I took um, a few online courses that were each probably like 1000 or 1500 I took an areola training that was another $3,500. I took a, another class that was a one-day class that was a $1,500 class. So you, the, the industry, you're going to pay for training in this industry, but the returns are amazing. Returns are amazing, but you have to invest in your education. It is not a one and done at all. Right. Yeah. Right. So setting up so, setting up the studio. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> so you'll spend money on your training and your pigments and your. Um, I spend the most on my training, my pigments, and my numbing agents. A two-ounce bottle of a numbing agent can be 40 to $50. Um, mm. Then, my, but my studio costs are not that expensive. So setting up a studio, it won't cost you much because it can be very sparse in there. You can just have a massage table, you know, some carts to work off of. You know, you need a, a storage area for your supplies. It does not have to be really fancy. You need a chair. You need a light. It's very simple. You really don't want a lot of things because you're working with bodily fluids, so you're dealing with um, blood and you have sharps around you. So you need to keep things really clean and sparse. Um, but the tra- you're going to spend money on training and on your actual working supplies. Everything else, you don't, you're not really going to spend money on. Like you're going, you need a lot of PPE. You need hair coverings. Mm-hmm. You need aprons, like plastic aprons, gloves. Um, cleaning supplies, disinfectants. Uh, you, you, we go through, you know, like lip wands, mascara wands, things like that. But the, you have to spend money on training, and that's how I can tell the quality of a trainer sometimes by how much they charge for their course. That's a, it's a tell right. sign. Yeah, it, right. it, it tells wow. what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and so, so. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm listening. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was no, no, no. What were you saying? Honestly, Jamea. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I honestly thought when she asked you that question, I honestly thought she was asking you the price prices of your services. That's oh, what I thought. I was. She was asking you. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was. No, I, I was. Yeah, I was Yeah, I was asking you about the cost of the of the service itself, but I was, I was glad you, you gave us the cost of, you know, your training because that's important for people to hear. You know, this is not something, you know, you can just go to somebody who's doing it themselves and then they're going to teach you to do it. You really have to put the work in. You mentioned that. So my services range from, in Baltimore, it's $450 for a full set. And and I have another office that's closer to DC. That office is starts at six hundred. And my clients some clients need a um a touch up, like a six to eight week touch up. We call it the perfecting session sometimes because it's a chance for us to see how the brows healed and if we need to make them darker, thicker, longer. So you come maybe put some more color in them. So you can come back in six to eight weeks and that session is one hundred dollars. So you can go anywhere from five fifty to seven hundred for brows, but you have to think it's people who are getting their brows tinted 
every two, three weeks, and they're spending $50. Um, brow pencils, I know Anastasia brow pencil is worth like $22, $21. Mm-hmm. So, and just the time. Yeah, it's women who are spending 20 minutes every morning drawing their brows on. So I feel like right. that's such a good return on your investment. It's so great. Yes, yeah. right. It's like it's priceless. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we know. I know women who have not gone swimming. They will not swim because of their brows. <laughs> they do not want to wipe their brows off. It is. It's women who their husbands have never seen them without brows on before. Right. Yeah, they will not leave out the house. They won't leave out the bathroom without a brow on. <laughs> it's real. Or in the summer, <laughs> it's in the summertime, it, especially my clients who are um, going through the change of life, you know, they get their hot flashes. They have their private summers, and they have these brows going on, and you wipe the wrong way, your brow is gone. Yeah. Nope, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it. <laughs> And, you know, every day can be a different brow day. So one day one brow might cooperate, and the next day the other brow doesn't cooperate. And you you don't have to go through that anymore. We can alleviate all that. Come get your brows. What kind of information do you you, um, give your client once they leave you after that that initial brow session? Like, you know, as far as upkeep, you know, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. Um, so we, at, once they leave, they um, go through what we call dry healing. I do a dry healing process. And uh-huh. they have to keep their brows dry for 10 days. So no water uh-huh. on the brows. You have to just wash around your brows while they go through the feet. After their brows uh-huh. heal, they, um, I encourage people to wear sunscreen all over your face because that sunscreen uh-huh. is going to help protect that pigment from fading faster. Stay away from chemical exfoliants. Like, if you use them, do not get them on or near your brows. Like, go around your mm-hmm. brows. Um, try not to mm-hmm. get any chemical pills or even, um, I'm about to say, like, Botox. Wait wait probably, like, a month or two before you get it done, right after getting your brows done. Mm-hmm. I encourage people to wait until after, wait for their Botox to get it done after they get their brows done. Um Really, when you're group, so someone, people always ask if I chop off or do I cut off my client's hairs, their brow hairs, like do I shave them off? And I don't shave uh-huh. off the hairs. I clean up the brow hairs with a straight razor before I start working in certain areas. Uh-huh. Just clean them up. But those hairs are going to grow back. So I, I advise clients that they can groom their brows at home with a brow razor or a pair of tweezers. Because you already have mm-hmm. a shape, you're going to just remove the hair mm-hmm. that's outside of the shape that we tattoo. But if they're unsure about doing their brows, they can still go get them waxed or threaded, however they get them done. The person won't mess them up anymore because they have a shape to guide them. They're only removing the hair that's outside of the shape that we tattoo. So that's gotcha. the most maintenance there. If you plan on being in the sun a lot, like if people are like super active, um, that sun exposure will lighten your brows. So I tell you, wear a hat, wear sunglasses, make sure you wear your sunscreen. Yeah. Gotcha. That's the now how, thing. How, um, how long does it take for you to complete one service? Normally two and a half hours. 
Gotcha. Yeah, it's about two and a half. And half of that time is devoted to shaping the brows. So I take anywhere from 30 gotcha. minutes to a full hour just to map out the brows. Yeah. Gotcha. It's the most important part. Yes. Yeah. So it's half of the no, time no. is brow mapping, the second half is shading. Now, are you um, are you providing the, a classes for other artists who would like to to like to do this? Yes, I um, I started offering group classes in February of 2020, mm-hmm. and it was it was a two day class because in, in the industry normally people do classes in two days, and two days for um. You get practice on practice skins, and you also practice on a live model. And my um, my students get a full kit to use once they leave the class. Um, but now I'm doing a three-day class. So September mm-hmm. class is from September 10th through the 12th. I have a class in October. That's the first week of October, and another one that's the second. I mean, that's in November. Yep, and it's three days. Because I just realized that, you need, like, some artists need a little bit more um, theory or they need a little bit more hands-on practice with it before they actually work on a live model. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. Okay, so now that you put that out there, can you tell everybody um, the, the cost and where to contact you about it? Yes. So the cost for um, training is, Twenty eight hundred, and oh, you guys can hear me. The cost of training is twenty eight hundred. Mm-hmm. It's three days. It includes a full kit. It includes the class includes lunch all days. Um, the classes are small, so there will be no more than four people in a class. We keep them nice and tight. And the registration information can be found at jamea dot as dot me slash train me. T R A I N M E, like train me. So, yeah. Or you can just um, go to my website, Jamea. It's my booking site is Jamea dot A S dot M E. Is it forward slash? Um, train T R A I N M E. Okay. All right, so I'll, I'll post that, too, as well. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, nice. I'll say this, though. It's a, um, it's a great industry to be in, it's, but people always assume that makeup artists do well at this, and that is a common misconception. All makeup artists mm-hmm. do not do well in permanent makeup because it is so technical. It is nothing like mm-hmm. painting someone's face with a brush and you creating this beautiful canvas. In permanent makeup, you are going beneath the skin. And the the environment is so different beneath the skin. And so we're trying to create here results. So with makeup, you can see the results instantly and you can wipe off if you make a mistake. With permanent makeup, it's not that simple. Not that simple. So, and it's very angular. Like doing brows, it's more angular than it is beauty-wise, like where everything is not curved and, you know, it's very, we're using a ruler and we're using angles and lines and, you know, just trying to make the brow be as symmetrical as possible. Right. They could throw a lot, they could throw some artists off. 
Let me ask you really quickly. You mentioned, um, you know, being a candidate for for the service, and you you know you talked about a couple different things um, that you have to be concerned about or whatever. What about people who have um, the COVID nineteen vaccine? How do how hmm. would someone like that play into? So I advise people who are in the if you receive the COVID vaccine. Like, let's say, for instance, if you're getting your vaccine two weeks, don't get your brows mm-hmm. done. <laughs> if you're if you're in between that two-week period between getting the first shot and the next shot, or if it's kind of close mm-hmm. together, you need to not get your brows done. You need to wait. Okay. I, I tell people, please wait in, at least two weeks after you've gotten that shot to get your brows done. After yeah. you've gotten the second shot. Yeah, if you got in the shot, but in between both of them, please wait. Mm-hmm. Yes, please wait because we really don't know how it's going to affect you. When you get your right. brows done, your body is going through stress sometimes. So for about five minutes, five to seven minutes, it's kind of stressful on the body. We don't know how that's going to, you know what I mean, what that's going to do. And also, some people who get the vaccine are still contracting COVID. So I need you to be out of that two-week period after you, you know, have gotten your second shot. Right. Just to protect everyone, to protect me, to protect you, you know. Yes, I'm very big on that. Like, yeah, I've had a few clients who have had exposure events, and they've called me to cancel, and I appreciate them. And luckily, knock on wood, I've been working since June of last year, and I haven't had any exposure events from clients. Mhm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we keep That's it tight in there. Know, from <laughs> from June of 2020 until now, you have been working this business and opened up a second location. Yeah. How, how how did you do it in that short period of time? I just saw the opportunity. Um, it was like it was a no-brainer for me. I have a lot of clients who come from, They first off, people travel to get their brows done. They will hop on the road. I have clients that come from New York, Philly, Jersey, Richmond, um, Southern Virginia. So they travel up for me. And I have a lot of clients that's in the D.C. area, and I just thought that if I went to that area, I would be kind of, I would be closer to them. And mm-hmm. also, brows are, brows are more expensive in that area. Just the market mm-hmm. is different down there. And I saw the opportunity for it. So I alternate my weeks. I say I do a week in Baltimore and I do a week there, a week in Baltimore and a week there. Um, and then the location that I'm at, it just made sense for the overhead. It wasn't too much overhead. It's, the profit is great. So it was a no-brainer for me. I saw the opportunity, yeah. and I said, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but and I'm so, gonna tell you this. That's what that's what also made me open in Baltimore because Baltimore was a, a open market for micro shading. I uh-huh. saw less than a handful of people offering the service in Baltimore, and I knew how I wanted my brows to look. And so I said, uh-huh. "It's an open market. It's a no brainer. I need to do this right now. I can't lose." Uh-huh. Yeah. And you took advantage of it. And it's paying yeah. off. Yes, it is. Thank you. Sometimes you just have but to see the opportunity. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 
you have to you have to know that there's an opportunity, but you also have to know your market and 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 what yes. the people in that area need and what they're looking for or or what's missing. Yes. You know, you have to really yes. know that because I think that yes. plays a that plays plays a part in success or no success. And, and it's so interesting because as a makeup artist. I have these these personal clients who come to me for makeup lessons, and or I will host these makeup classes. And when it came time to do the brows, it was a sore spot. I mean, I've had people completely stop doing the rest of their makeup because they could not do their brows, or they just gave up with the brows. So I knew that they would love the service. Just from me working mm-hmm. as a makeup artist, I knew it. I knew it. You know, mm-hmm. women in this area. They were a lot of them work in government, a lot of them work in healthcare. They're very busy women. They are really and they care a lot about their image. They're going to make mm-hmm. an investment. Yeah. So it's just really yeah, as you said, knowing your clientele, knowing your demographics, knowing what's lacking in the market and just taking the opportunity. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 the best thing. Before we go, we got to ask you this question because we ask all of our guests this question. But please tell us, what's your definition of beauty? Oh, man. Beauty is freedom. And I don't know if anyone Mm. said beauty is freedom. Beauty is freedom. Beauty is just having Mm -hmm. the confidence to get out there, and just do what you want to do, be who you are, embracing what you have, what you don't have, um, being a good person. You know what I mean? Just having a good heart, just looking at life is just like an open book and just taking it by the link. I find that some of my most beautiful clients or women that I work with are the most freest, freest people. Mm-hmm. It's having no constraints. That, uh, it, uh, it goes way past physical beauty for me. It's all about the inside. Just having a good heart, being a good person, seriously. I mean, it can make it, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I know you guys know because we've been in, and you guys have been in the industry way longer than me. Some of the, we see so many different people. Some of the prettiest people Mm -hmm. have some of the ugliest insides. And so, you know, when you get, you know, when we find those people, they just radiate that happiness, they have that glow, they just feel so free to be themselves, it's just so confident. So, you know, just, yeah, welcoming, that's beauty to me, seriously. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Absolutely, great answer. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy we could get you on tonight. I definitely wanted you to come on and and share your story. Um, So for those people who are out there who don't know you, they know a little bit more about you now, um, so I'm grateful that you were able to get on here tonight and continued success. Um, we're going to continue watching, see what you're doing. <laughs> um, Thank you. But it's been good to have you on. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys reaching out. I'm so glad I got to come on and talk and just share a little bit more about what I do, and I hope that I inspired someone to, to just do something more, you know, like do something. Mm-hmm. Actually, go hard for what you want, like, and don't be afraid to seize the opportunities when they come. I mean, to empty your network, like really just, you know, trust yourself. 
do your research. But I was just saying, I appreciate y'all so much over the years for just um, having this show and being just such a great resource for the community. Like, this beauty community really needed it. So you guys have been so consistent. I'm just honored to be on and that you guys asked me to come on. So I appreciate you so much. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. really appreciate it. Absolutely. You're welcome. You're more than welcome. All right. Well, do keep in touch. Do keep in touch, and we will um, continue to follow your progress. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, ladies. Have a great night. You too. You too. Have Have a good night. All right. All right. right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Um, We'll be back again next Sunday night, 9 p.m. with more Beauty Talk. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.